Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome, Pastor Don, Don Brock, Gateway not even do you guys go by Gateway Church or Gateway Baptist Church now? Uh depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you you're in a pink mood today. You're That's wearing right, your man. Easter colors right. already. We're uh three weeks from Easter, two and a half. Yeah. Uh two two more Sundays. Two more Sundays. Yeah. That's exciting. Um for people who don't know you, a lot of our listeners don't know you at all. Mm-hmm. Um we have listeners from, by the way, you don't even know this, Australia. Canada, we're wow. we're reaching pretty far right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think we got one in like Poland or Iceland. We, wow, that's pretty amazing. cool. Uh, for Good people for who you. don't know you, before we we get talking about our subject today, give people like you know the cliff notes of just who you are. You do have an okay. impressive background, so don't don't shy away from that. But let people know who you are. <laughs> well, um, I'm from North Carolina and I uh, went to NC State. Um, Ooh, big loss yesterday. Uh, yeah, the women. There was, yeah, there was. And um, my wife, uh, she went to Wake Forest, so she's from North Carolina as well. But when I was a freshman in college, God called me into ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I started working at a church in Greensboro, and that's actually where I met my wife. And um, I was in youth ministry for 12 years. Uh, we got married, had two kids. Um, then, uh, and I was in three different churches with the same pastor Okay, and we just kind of worked as a team. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I learned a lot about leadership from him. And, um, <clears throat> so the last church I was a youth pastor in was first Baptist Charlotte. And, uh, then God called me to head to seminary cause I'd not done that yet. Yeah. So I went to Southwestern seminary, uh, and I went to Oxford, uh, university in England, um, and just wanted to complete my education and, and finish that up. And then God called me, my wife and I had actually prayed that we, we just did not want to do the ladder climbing in churches, you know, mm-hmm. the pastor is always looking for the next big church. We, that, that just, we could care less about that. I like that. And so we prayed that God would let us go to one place and, and just plant there, raise our family there, but be invested in the church and the mm. community. And, and of course, God could do whatever he wanted, but he honored that prayer. And we came to Gateway and we've been here for uh, 30 years now this year. Amazing. 30 yeah. years. And and so people know, I, I grew up in Gateway. Yep. I've known you for my whole life, pretty much. Yep. I'll be 30 this year, and that's crazy. Yeah. Watched um, you play a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. <laughs> too much. Too much at times, but that God's grace, it worked out good. Um, but yeah, you did our wedding, my wife and I's wedding. Yep. It's mean, means a ton to my family. But the reason I want to have you on the, the podcast today is you bring so much value that I hope you know this, and I mean this sincerely. Uh, you've poured into – you've always had a main focus on young people. I've right. always known that about you. You are an under the radar person of influence in in the church community, especially in the southeast, but in the Baptist you mm-hmm. know uh, domination as well. Um, and, but you have so much interesting things to talk about. For most of our listeners, are small business owners or owners to be. So we have a lot of people that own businesses, um, some from a faith background, some not, and then a lot of people who listen who are thinking about starting a business and they're on the fence, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to figure out, well, is this for me? Should I? quit my job? Should I not? I've always had a passion to own a business. 
And I just wanted to talk to you about some of the things um, that I feel like your your calling card, so to speak, uh, for me. And you talked about this off air, but you know, you're known as an encourager. You're going to get a hug when people see you, right? Right. And you're going to give yep. people an uplift, uplifting word and and make yep. them leave away with a smile. But one of the main things when I think about you, Pastor Don, is by the way, are you are you a doctor for your PhD from Oxford? Uh, I didn't get my doctorate from there. Oh, but you have. Uh, one. I got it. I got my doctorate from Southwestern in Fort Worth. I never called you Doctor so, Brock before. Hey, I don't really let anybody do that. I like that. That's something. That's <laughs> to me a more. I, I love Pastor Don because yeah. I think that's. Uh, it's uh, I, it, it's not a barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes other titles can be barriers. And, well, I like. Yeah. So. Well, talking about barriers, like that's exactly what I'm saying. You, you've always been someone who has been consistent. You you have a church of 2,400 people now, mm-hmm. one of the largest in South Carolina. Uh, I wouldn't in, say in terms that. of denomination. I mean, we're, we're, we're a good sized church. It we're not the largest. And not that it, not that it matters right. size wise, but to give people context, that you you lead a large group of people. Right. Um. You have a staff of over a dozen at least. Uh. Yeah. Well, we have we have like sixty plus people on payroll because we have a weekday preschool right. program and an after school program. Um. But I have there's six ministers. Right. Um, so yeah, we've and I've got a great staff. I, great staff. I love our people, and they're just fun to work with. And you're in, so you know, I mean, your the preschool is one of the best. Absolutely known as one of the best in the city. No question yeah, about that. It is. Um, but trying to give context to you, you lead a large organization, whatever you want to call it, a large right. church, and you've been doing it thirty years. That you said at one place, which is rare, mm-hmm. and so you have so many valuable things that you can share with business owners who some are trying to do it God's way. Some are just trying to do it a great way. Um, Because as we've said on the podcast, the last few episodes, this is going to be one of the most difficult years of business. I think people have ever seen. I don't think it's going to be as devastating, but difficult. Meaning just stressful, strenuous challenges left and right. Things we haven't seen that we're trying to maneuver through. Um, well, you got you got supply issues, you got cost yes, issues, you got right. you got staffing issues. You right. you name it, y'all got it right now. It, exactly. And so, for someone like yourself, that's why I think the value who's had so much consistency in the type of person you are and the leadership you've brought to people, I think you can bring a lot of value. And the first thing I want to ask you about is you mentioned your two kids, Katie and uh, Mac. Right. You have two <laughs> very unique. Let's say that yeah, I'll say very, that. And then very you can, unique. Very unique children who are yeah. well-known public figures as well right. in their own ways. Right. Um, your son Mac, obviously being a world-class musician, uh, worship artist. Right. You name it. Uh, anyone in the Christian world, probably eighty uh, percent of people probably know who Mac is. And then Katie on the I don't even want to humanitarian side. Is, is that what right. you would mm-hmm. classify as? Yeah. Um, you have two dynamic, unique kids right. who have you have great relationship with relationships with still today right talk about there's a lot of people in the business world business owners who either sacrifice family or sacrifice their business and they've had a you know work-life balance whatever that means how were you able to do that how were you able to to have this beautiful family you had while leading a large organization group of people um yeah well i mean how'd you do that well balance is a key word and um you know, I, I I tried to learn from the best. I tried to you know read a lot, and but mainly, of course, my source of authority is scripture. Right, and and I was just keenly aware of this is what God expects of me, mm. and and there and I'm thankful that the Bible is very honest about human nature, and so we see 
some parenting that were massive failures in yeah. scripture. And then we see some that were great. And so I, I tried to learn from scripture, those <laughs> principles and balance is always a key word. Um, that, um, uh, you know, my, I, I have a spouse and this is massive too. My wife's incredible. She is amazing. Uh, she, She's not afraid of anything. She's not afraid to try anything. And uh, she's just she's just incredible. And that's that's why my kids are the way they are. They mm -hmm. are because they had the mom they did. Um, but um, I, I would say having a spouse that believed in what I was doing and we were a team. Same accord. <clears throat> right. And so we were on the same page mm -hmm. and and um, we were committed to the same things. But because if you don't have that then when yeah. things aren't fun at home yeah then you're going to you're going to be you're going to choose to stay at the office more oh, yeah. cuz you don't want to go home and face that right and you can be successful over here trying to um create a, a life for your kids and your family but you don't have a life with your kids or family right and and so if I, you know especially in my work if things aren't good at home it shows up at church mm. and it shows i mean I have to I have to be authentic at the house, right? Because if I stand up, well, there are a lot of statistics about kids who grow up in church in homes of pastors, and one of the reasons why so many pastor kids walk away from the faith is they could see the inconsistency. You know, dad gets up there and preaches these amazing sermons, but that's not the dad at yeah, home. Yeah, the hypocrisy drove him mad. That's right, yeah. absolutely. And and they just would they would walk away from church. And I think the same thing can be said with business owners is they were a great leader and a great boss to their employees, but a terrible father or yeah, whatever at home. Absolutely. Yeah, we hear I hear that a lot from I'm in some business groups and and I do some consulting and people who listen to the show message us. And yeah, you, you I'm nervous for that for for the yeah. community. You have hundreds of business owners who've been in your church right. and, uh, throughout the years. Kind of, can you hit on that? Like, is there a couple scenarios where you, you know, this successful business owner in the eyes of the community and the eyes of his family had the boat, had the house, oh, yeah. but his family crumbled? Do you have one, a couple without names, obviously, in particular, that could bring some context to that? I have too many names. That's the sad part. Uh -huh. uh, I would see guys be incredibly successful and would get all the toys yeah. and all the stuff that goes with it but then wound up having nobody to share it with. Oh man. You know, because at the end of the day, the kids were about dad, I want a relationship with you. Yeah. And, and there I have, I've had some people tell me, I wish I'd never, you know, bought that or spent all my time trying to acquire those cool. things yeah. because my kids really wanted me to just play ball with them in the backyard. And, and that would have accomplished a lot more because what happens, especially with successful guys, they they want to compensate for the time they're not with their family by right. expensive toys or nice things, and and you're you're actually doing more damage than right. you are good with that. It doesn't feel and it doesn't feel that way in your mm -hmm. brain because the world says success climbed the ladder when yeah. the Bible in our in reality is spend time on the ground. So to speak. Right. well, you just said something very important. Where do you get your definitions from? Right. You can yeah. if you get your definitions from the world, the definitions are always changing. I right. mean, the, that's one thing. The world is so inconsistent, it's right. always changing. Right. And uh, in fact, the Bible talks about the fact that 
Um, <clears throat> we live in a world where where good is called evil and evil is called good. Yeah. And uh, and we live in a world where it's if it makes you feel good, then it's okay for you. And but the Bible is very different. The Bible is mm -hmm. very clear about things, and he tells us a lot about what love is and what love is not. Um, you know, First Corinthians thirteen, the great love chapter, right. and um, <clears throat> the very first word that the Bible uses to describe love is love is patient. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. it and if anybody who's in a meaningful marriage or family, they will say, yeah, patience is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting that that's the first word the Bible uses. And, uh, you know, being patient with your wife, your husband, your kids. <clears throat> and, and the easiest thing to do is to not confront the things at home and not confront yourself. Mm. The easiest thing to do is to run to work. Yeah. And because you're validated there, you feel... You feel the it, numbers tell you you're awesome, right? You're yeah. awesome. You're amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really big about the love language thing. Yeah. Uh, and Gary Chapman's a friend of mine. He, he nailed it with those five love languages. If you're not. Uh, and so for me, um, my my wife's love language is acts of kindness. And, <laughs> no, really? Yeah. The one that's in the yard every yeah, day and doing right. projects? Yeah. And yeah. and so, you know. Which actually saves me a lot of money because if I buy her <laughs> roses, she'll she'll go, uh, yeah, that's nice. Why did you do that? But if I, I if I make the beds up or wash yeah. the clothes or, or or take out the garbage, she right. says, oh, thank you. You took that yeah. off my plate. Thank you very that's much. Awesome. It saves me a lot of money. Yeah. But here's the deal. My job is to be the world's expert in speaking my wife's love language mm. and my kids' love language. And yeah. if you want to connect with your family, learn their love language. And the world says the opposite. They say they should. everyone should conform to you and what you like to do. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. So here's what happens. Yeah. Guys who never speak their wife's love language. Right. And they're, consequently, their wife doesn't speak their love language or her husband. Right. Because, you know, it can be reversed. I've sure. seen the, these roles reversed. And so they're not being – they're not speaking their love language back. And so at work, somebody comes along, somebody else starts does. talking your language, and you go, that makes me feel good. Right. And before you know it, you want to hear more of it. So you hang out more with that person. Yeah. And before you know it, you're in a, a wrong relationship. Right. And so when I'm not speaking my family's love language, I'm probably not going to hear it back. That's good. And so I've got to be the world's expert at that. Is that what you did with your kids? Like, so, absolutely. So, so, cause I remember, I mean, I know your relationship with your, this is something that's really interesting. Your relationship with your kids, a lot of people, they have great relationship with their kids that I've seen. And then they, they go on and they're like, oh, they almost like reminisce in their past relationship with their kids right. as they get older. Yeah. Yours has seemed from the outside to get stronger. Oh yeah, we we just came back from vacation right. with Mac and his family, and uh, you know they they were going to do a big trip on another vacation. They called us said, "Hey, we want y'all to come." That's so cool. And yeah, that's really cool, especially yeah. when they pay for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> even better, even better. <laughs> uh, so, but every other year we do a big trip with one of the kids. Yeah, we let them decide where they want to go. I remember you telling me. And then me I that. plan all that. Well, last week was Max turn. Okay. And so we did all that. We had an amazing time, and um, and we 
we don't let anybody set anybody else's agenda. Mm. We just love being together. Mm. And if somebody wants to go off and do this, that's okay. And that's fine. And, and it's great. We have a great time. That's amazing. So we celebrate each other. I think that's the key to that, <clears throat> that part of our, our show is celebrating and journeying with your loved ones yeah. and, and spending time. You know, my, my love language is quality time. Yeah. I don't care if we're in the bed of a truck. I don't care if we're throwing trash out as long as i'm spending time with my loved ones i'm i'm good right um creating that space you know to have time you know with yeah. with your family and so yeah and, yeah making and we not, can celebrate that's exactly right and then we we can celebrate with each other i mean my yeah. son's music is in 171 different countries right now right and uh he his um his Crazy. record label called him uh, and said, your music has now crossed the 500 million mark. Wow, of streams. Uh, of Yeah, download streams. Right. 500 million. Amazing. I mean, I get excited if five people listen to my sermon <laughs> online. And and uh, the sphere of influence that that is. Right. And, and we just, so he needs, he needs to say, everybody's wanting a piece of him. Yeah. And he's all over the place. Uh, you know, he's going to Israel, do some tours in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just went on vacation to Hawaii. Wow. And and at the end of the vacation, he flew to another island to do a concert. And so it's just constant. <laughs> um, so we're kind of like, his, yeah. you know, we're just the the safe place we're, to be. Yeah. We can be who we are. When you're getting drained like that, you need something to fill you up. So that's, that's, right. that's incredible. So. Yeah, I just think your kids, man, it's just incredible what the Lord's done with them. And I know a lot of people listening to this have, if they're being honest, they have struggles with that, their yeah. their kids and their family. And right. I think what you said, something key, you said they didn't want the stuff, they wanted dad or mom. Right. And I think that that's the critical thing is is to focus on that. Um, either a business owner, as a leader, anything, um, especially as a business owner, because like you said, the hypocrisy level is raised where kids Absolutely. are hyper-focused on. Well, you... You just said something. You said a key word just a minute ago mm-hmm. about being filled up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got tanks. Yeah. You've got an emotional tank, you've got a physical tank, and you got a spiritual tank. Right. And they're always draining. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get in your car, the tank is always draining. Mm. And um, if you do not have a way of regularly filling up those tanks, be empty quick. They will get empty, and they they will get empty. Yeah. And uh, and when you have one tank, well, it's kind of like emotionally. If you let your emotional tank drain, and it's empty, it affects the other tanks because you will always feel tired. Right. You don't you don't sleep well. You can't sleep. I mean, so it, they if they interact with each mm. other, <clears throat> and. Um, and so just like you have to always stop and put gas in your car or electricity, whatever, mm. uh, you gotta just you gotta find out what fills me up emotionally, what fills me up spiritually, mm. what fills me up physically, what am I doing to care for that? Because you if your tanks are running low, you have nothing to give mm. to anybody else. Right. And so as a parent, you you know, I I just were when I got home, I wanted to make sure I was my be- at my best. Otherwise, I'd just want to crawl in crash. bed and yeah. crash and not deal with the kids. Um, and and if you let all three of your tanks drain, that's called mm. burnout. Mm. And it, it takes a lot to, to re- get out of restart that. that. Yeah, recharge. Yeah. And you don't just 
put gas in the tank. It's a whole process. <laughs> a new transmission. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. new process. So I would challenge any mm -hmm. of your leaders, and especially in business, mm -hmm. what are you doing to take care of yourself physically? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to take care of yourself emotionally? Mm -hmm. But what are you doing to take care of yourself spiritually? Mm -hmm. That's good. And keep those, if you don't fill those tanks up, you are cheating your wife, you're mm -hmm. cheating your kids, you're actually cheating your employees. Right. You're shortchanging them. Yeah, you're yeah. shortchanging all of them. That's good. Wow. So to, to piggyback into that, you kind of to use your example to get into the conversation. You have been at Gateway for a long time. You've been a, a leader in the church, uh, at least at the Southern Baptist Convention, big time, I think. Uh, very influential. You have, like you said, you dropped Gary Chapman's name, if people don't know. You just have a lot of influence with people, but no one really knows about it. You've always kind of been under the radar, right? right? Um, Which that's the way I like it. I know that's the way you like it. And that's what I wanted to talk about is in the world we're in right now, everybody wants to be uplifted and held in high esteem and everyone gives an award and all these things, right? I want to- It's an illusion. It, it is. How <laughs> did you do, what made you, I mean, I, I think I know the answer, but can you tell our listeners- you know, a lot of people are praised as a business owner. Man, you're so successful. You're right. so this, you're so that. Um, man, you're doing so well. Your house is so nice. Your business you build is, be you know, oh my gosh, right? Yep. I've definitely heard those things. And you hear enough praises enough times, you start believing it, right? Yep. Yep. How did you, using your experience to help other people, how did you allow the mellowness to continue? How did you not get high on your own uh, that's, supply? That's a great question and great observation. Um, and, and there are biblical principles on that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I paid very close attention to what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and I'm not going to get the references right, but it's basically, okay. you know, the Bible mm -hmm. says the moment you get praise for man for mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. that's all you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And get, God says what you do in secret, he will reward you. I love that. And, yeah. uh, but what you do for show, forget it. You know, and Jesus talked about uh, the you know the guy praying on the street corner so everybody could hear him, yeah. or the person you know the big money bag giver at church so that everybody can see right. all the money he's given. Right, and uh, and he and put his said, name on a building. Yeah, <laughs> that means yeah. nothing. And, yeah, and so at Gateway, yeah. there's not a name on any building. I was going to bring. Anybody. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I, it's I not about that, was, that. I know you've talked about that from the stage. Yeah. Uh, that there's not a relic. There's not a chair, like a chair. Yeah. Like a lot of churches or organizations have high. You know, you can buy the rights to something. Right. You guys, I remember you talking about from the stage. You never allowed that because you didn't want it to be about a person. That's right. There's one pedestal at gateway, and it's occupied, mm -hmm. and his name is Jesus. I love that. And that's it. And uh, so you. So you you got to um, I, I believed that um, tr doing things to get patted on the back by man or to get man's recognition is is um, a quick cheap thrill uh -huh. that does not last. It will not sustain you, and it's an illusion. But did you have people? I know because um, we're all human, and even yourself, right? Whenever right. you started to creep that way, even a little bit after a great weekend message or something like that, because at a church oh, your yeah. size, hundred people come up and say great message, right? Right. Um, how did you? Was it like a friend, your wife, like who helped you? Kind of, hey Don, 
land back the ship a little bit, land the plane a little bit here. Come oh, back. My, God gave me a perfect wife for that. Yeah. You know, it was all we'll right. Be, we'll be driving home from church. I said, that was a pretty good sermon, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. She'll look at me. It's like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> she <laughs> douses your really? fire real quick. That's all I'm going to get from you. <laughs> you know, so God, God protects me with the right spouse mm. that he gave me. Mm. And she keeps me in check. And I do the same for her. I keep her in check right. because, uh, you know, all of us and everybody in my family are in very visible positions. Mm -hmm. My daughter is a professor at uh, Auburn, and uh, she runs international studies. She does the world uh, issues and hunger mm -hmm. and sex trade trafficking, and she's accomplishing amazing things. Highly acclaimed author, right? Like uh, public she publications and stuff uh, like that. Not an author. Uh, she's done. She's like in the middle of writing a book now, okay. but. But she she just got a national award That's, for her yeah, work. There yeah, you go. That's I, I mean, she sought after. She is. Yeah. She spoke to the entire student body at Liberty University. Amazing. And Mac led Mac several times has led worship there. Yeah. So that's really cool. That is cool. But um, you know what? You know the things that they are accomplishing is amazing. But so our jobs kind of help them keep their feet on the ground, right? And um, and and also to live it as an example. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we did, we were very intentional about teaching them generosity. Mm. And, and so I, I would say this to any businessman too, you know, choose to be generous first. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually talked to businessmen and challenged them. So think about, you know, I, you know, we're called to tithe our money, our income. I want you to think about tithing your business. Mm. You know, and they look at you like, wow, that would be a stretch. And say, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, but just think, you know, just think what could happen with that. Be amazing. And um, <clears throat> so it's, it's, um, I, I like the story. This, there was a business guy and he was just starting out and, and his pastor was helping to disciple him. And, um, and so he was faithful to tithe. And then he started making big bucks. Mm. And so he admitted to the pastor, said, you know, I'm making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's hard to tithe at that level. Mm. He said, oh, I've got this. And so the preacher started praying, said, Lord, I pray that you will take away a lot of his business now and lower his salary <laughs> so that easier. he can start tithing. He said, no, no, don't pray that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we've got to have these principles in place that, we choose to live by. Right. And um, so, and there, and there, the Bible's full of these principles. Yeah. It's just a matter of you going and finding them and applying them. That's right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, thank today's show sponsor. We're going to come right back with Senior Pastor at Gateway Baptist Church, Don Brock. Hey guys, we want to take a quick second to thank today's show sponsor, Nice Job. If you guys have not checked out Nice Job yet, I think you should immediately, as soon as you're done listening to this episode of the podcast. What we have found with Nice Job across my multiple businesses is they help us have a simple way to get new reviews and make that into marketable material with their reputation management software. So Nice Job, very affordable, amazing results we've gotten almost up to 100 new reviews over the last calendar year because of Nice Job and their software. So you guys make sure you go to Nice Job. So again, thank you, Nice Job, for being a show sponsor of the Down to Business podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back with Don Brock, pastor of Gateway Baptist Church here in Irmo, Ballantyne, whatever we want right. to call this area. Yep. We need a city. 
We do. We need Ballantyne yeah, to become our a address city. is Irmo, and uh, and and but we're in Ballantyne. Yeah. So and there's a Ballantyne post office. I know, that's but no what, Ballantyne. That's address. what's been confusing. Yeah. My my address to my house is Irmo. It's Zone Chapin Schools, which is not even close to Irmo. Right. And I'm like two miles from Dutch Fork High School. But anyways, there you go. It's confusing. Um, you're really enjoying our conversation about leadership, about how to you know do this God's way, business, life church last question i want to ask you and kind of have a, a long a semi longer conversation about is you know you've been around culture shaping leaders forever i mean your right. whole life right um you you are one and you know them but mo- better than most people i think most business owners would in their mind dream about s- someone at their funeral saying oh he was a culture shaping leader he changed right. the room when he walked in just the atmosphere changed or he made impact on people's lives, real impact, not just change, but impact, I think, are two different things. What What are some of those attributes? You know, if if, if one of our listeners is listening and are like, oh, well, I'd love to do that, but I don't even know what that means. Throughout your experience, this is more of an opinion question, I guess. Um, what have been some of the consistencies that you've seen in, you know, uh, what's the pastor at New Spring now that's so well known? Um, Clayton King. Clayton King, yeah. Clayton King, a Mac Brock. You know, yeah. gosh, I'm sure the list goes on and on for you. Yeah, Clayton. Clayton's a great friend, and um, so yeah, he's he's a good example. But what are what are some of those attributes? What are I, they? What have they been? Well, some of the attributes I think is you 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 don't make yourself the story. Oh, what a good. You know, answer. you you uh, you always seek to. Put the spotlight on the other person, and mm. and so you become the like you're become their cheerleader. Right. If you really want to influence somebody, you uh, you you may have the greatest things to say, and you may have the perfect things to say, but if they don't know how much you love them and care mm. about them, they're not going to give a rip. Right. One of the, you talked about young people, and um, <clears throat> one of the reasons why I'm passionate about young people. And our students and college students right. is um, um, two thirds of the people that are believers today became a believer by the time they were thirteen. Mm. Three fourths became believers by the time they were sixteen. Wow, I didn't know now, that. Now that I mean, so obviously adults can get saved, sure, but more likely it's when they when were younger. younger. There's a um, another statistic that really gets me going. The um, only only twenty percent of people who are active in church as a teenager, by the time they get to the their age twenty nine, they're totally out of church. Only twenty percent are still in church. That's interesting. Yeah, and and here's but here's the kicker. Okay, what they discovered that. Those who stepped away from church, 90% of them did not like their, their senior pastor. Mm. They thought he was, you know, whatever reason. They didn't like him. They didn't yeah. trust him. Maybe he had been unfaithful. Right. Uh, maybe he just Felt screamed. like a phony. Yeah, yeah, or screamed and yelled at him. Yeah. But they did not like their senior pastor. And, and so you think about it, as a kid, when you look at your, the pastor— who do you relate that to? God. 
Right. Yeah. And so they like, I don't like my pastor. I probably won't like God. Wow. And so that that hit me hard. That's a big, I'm sitting there that's a like, big cross to carry there. Man, I don't want to be in that. Yeah. I, I, and, and so they they discovered that people that had a great relationship with their senior pastor, they they want that for their kids, mm-hmm. and they they say, I I need a senior pastor in my life. Mm-hmm. I need a pastor who's speaking into my family. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, I mean, that's why last night I went to one of our staff members, his young son. I went to his baseball game, mm. sat out there for two hours, mm-hmm. loved it. But while I'm sitting there at the bleachers, I got to connect with a whole bunch of other people right? and and found out, you know, there was one individual there who actually grew up in our church, but I hadn't seen them in like 15 years because wow. they moved out of town. Right. And so it was great. That's awesome. Um but uh, that that's why I like to invest in those students because it's amazing how many of them wind up going in the ministry, but they typically wind up staying connected with church mm. and for their family. So the, you said the first thing is not making it about your story. Right. I, I think that's critical. It's so easy to want to use ourselves as a uh, megaphone, so to speak, instead yeah. of pushing yeah. that attention to someone else. What what else like let's you, business owners let's go to business owners you you have talked to hundreds yep. of business owners throughout what has been some of the you know I can think of a couple off the top of my head but I don't want to say them I want to see if you say them that have had the biggest impact what may, what do you feel like they did so well um, do you have any friends that had businesses that were just thriving that yeah. did it God's way that you can share a couple of stories oh yeah I just uh, you know I I call our business owners on a regular basis just talk to them mm-hmm. encourage them and um, and it's interesting how Almost every time I make that phone call, they needed that phone call. Oh wow! You know, so I pay I pay close attention to the Holy Spirit. Whenever He prompts me to send a text or to make a phone call, I'm going to do it. I've been on the receiving end of a few of those. <laughs> and Perfect so, timing. yeah, and um, so they need. I mean, those guys need somebody to speak spiritual truth to them, but also be an encourager, right? And so I called one of our guys today. And he just found out something that was going to be a big deal changer, and he was he was really nervous about it. And and here's what I said to him: I said, "Dude, you are so good at this; you mm. can do it in your sleep." Mm. And he went, "Yeah, you're right. I really can." I said, "I wouldn't lose sleep over this. Then mm. you'll be fine. You'll get. You've got this." Mm. And he just needed a somebody who believed in him. Yeah. To speak a word of truth, and uh, and totally put him on a different path, and totally changed yes, his mindset. Right. But what he's getting ready to do is going to impact a whole bunch of other people, right? And so I get to impact people I never meet. Oh, I love that. I, oh, I absolutely love that. I'll give you an example, please. Uh, our middle school, uh, I mean our our children's pastor, mm-hmm. one who just uh, preached the sermon series. He he was mentored and he was led to the Lord and mentored and discipled, and then later worked for um, another individual. And, uh, and so Jeff was uh, inter- uh, was mentored and discipled by a guy um, and um, and named Danny. And Danny, I led him to the Lord and discipled him when he was in high school. That's crazy. So when Jeff came on staff, I said. Jeff, you know, 
you're my you're my spiritual grandchild. Spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> and we laughed about that. That's but so cool. that's when it got real. So I had a huge impact on Jeff before I ever met him yeah. because I influenced wow. the person that influenced him. You have me thinking right now, like, you know, we have 25 employees in right. my two companies. And we talk about this a lot. I, my wife and I do a lot that the impact you make on one of them, they have their whole influence right. of people. Right. Um, ripple effect is the word that Chris and I have been talking about. Yeah. You throw a rock in a pond, the ripple goes all the way to the edges. Absolutely. Every, every time, right? Absolutely. And so that's what you're saying. And hopefully our listeners, our business owner listeners are hearing that is don't forsake or minimize your impact because maybe you have a small team or right. maybe they're young and experienced, all these things that we can convince ourselves right. like, oh, I don't have that much of a focus right now needing to be a great leader or a culture sh- uh, changer. Right. You have no idea the way that you can transform somebody's life by, right. like I said, making it about them, praising them, encouraging them. Um, just making an impact. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome, Pastor Don. Um, do you have anything else, you know, to add to this conversation before we kind of wrap up um, when it comes to like maybe something big that's been on your heart with business owners, um, business in general? I, I think something you said that I we kind of glazed over that I do want to say, maybe, maybe it's this, is the giving piece, right. you know, the generosity side. Um, because COVID the last couple of years has made people kind of pinch, you know, right. and hold things really tight right now. Right. I know I was I was um you know convicted a little bit when you said it like I need to, I just need, you know we just gave to a guy one of my friends the other day had a baby and uh, we were able to give him uh, something but I remember it, it it addressed something in me that now then now what you said I'm like man I need to do that more often yeah like I haven't been as generous the last twelve to eighteen months as nothing as I should yeah. be there's nothing more thrilling for me to watch my mm-hmm. kids be generous. Mm. And um, and watch them emulate what we did when they were growing up. Right. That's that is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And then wow. hopefully one day see my grandkids do that. Right. Um, but I would I would say that um, I would encourage business guys just like I do at Gateway. When I think of of the church community, I have to be a kingdom thinker, mm. and so. I'll in, I'll invest I invest a lot of time in a lot of pastors you know encourage them when I know some guys hurting I'll right. make the call um, <clears throat> but um, I try to think in terms of what's best for the kingdom mm. <clears throat> so as a business guy of course you got to make decisions that are best for your business right. I got that but sometimes you've got to think beyond that and say you know I've got this guy over here and he's doing a good job. But I really know that he would flourish if he went and worked for this company mm. um, or would get in this kind of position. Right. His, his skill set, he would be, and I don't have that position here, he would flourish over here. Now, that's being a kingdom thinker. Right, you're not being selfish. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're actually making a decision what's best for that, the individual. If, you're, if your employees know that you care about them that much, that you want to see them flourish, even if it means that you train them in such a way and they they get they get uh, yeah. hired by somebody yeah, recruited, else recruited. Yeah, but you're influencing a life. That's pretty awesome. And uh, and you got to be okay with that because I'm going to tell you, people are going to leave your company. Right. And uh, and that's just reality. People are going to leave. But I I say to myself and I say to our staff regularly. We're all interims. Mm. Even though I've been the pastor 30 years, I'm still an interim. Right. There's an end date at some point. Because somebody else is going to be the pastor. Right. 
and somebody else is going to have your company, you know, or at least the day you die, yeah. somebody else will. But um, you're you're a short term caregiver, mm. uh, steward, steward. Yeah, that's the word the Bible uses. Mm-hmm. You're a steward. God has entrusted you with a certain amount of skills and talents and resources. And he's expecting a return on that's, his investment. That's right. that's right. They say in a, a group I'm in, they say that what is the business owner asking of you today? Meaning, what is Jesus? He's the one that really owns right. your business. Absolutely. You're just a manager. You're a glorified manager. Right. And that's um, a great attitude. Yeah. And, and what's he really asking of us? So to have that posture and have that mindset, I think is is critical. So, Pastor Don, this has been. Hey. This has been a dream it. for me, man. You know how much you mean to me and, well, and my family. I appreciate you so I, much and love you. And I am I am so proud of you. I'm excited what God's doing with you. And God, I want to tell you a little, little prophesy. Okay. God's going to use this. This is a really a ministry. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I, you got the business side of it, but it's a ministry. And God's going to use this to influence a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. and a lot of them you'll never meet. Amen. Right. And that's and that's okay. That's right. And that's good. that's totally okay. Right. Well, thank you for your time so much today. People can uh, find this. We're going to share it with you: Instagram, yep. Facebook, podcast everywhere. Can uh, is there a place people can find your sermons? If I wanted to plug your yeah, your sermons, uh, if people want to listen to our you, website, gatewaybc.com. Perfect. And all the past sermons are in there. You can even listen. To Jeff's sermon series yep. that he just preached, which he did an amazing job. Yep. It was all about uh, being content and contentment, and he he nailed it. He did it for this job. time. Right yeah, now. it so, is. Anyways, thank you so much, Pastor thank you, Don. Buddy. Thanks for being you. on the podcast, and uh, we'll be there next time, guys. See you next time.